Welcome to Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host and president of Mission Go. Happy New Year. We're glad that you're listening. I thought a good verse to start the year out would be found in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, which says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What a great verse that tells us how to have connection with God. We need to be crucified with Christ. We have to realize that Jesus died in our place on the cross. And because of the great sacrifice he made, it means that we need to be crucified and be dead to sin and dead to the things of this world and alive to Christ. And it says we live by faith. We trust God for everything. We don't trust the world. We don't trust our own efforts. We don't trust people around us. We trust only Christ. And as we live by faith, God blesses us and uses us and helps us to reach out to a lost and fallen world. We need to be light in such a dark age.
This radio edition of Global Times, today we have in our studio Abu Saad, who's from the uh, Middle East. He has quite a ministry there. He's, he's ministering actually in Syria, Iraq, Iran, Lebanon, Jordan, Libya, Sudan, lots of places. So, Abu, tell us about um, your ministry and how God called you to serve the Lord. Well, thank you for this uh, time. We God uh, called me since uh, 1990 uh, from a vision uh, God uh, uh, gave it to me to reach every home and every tent and to mobilize Arab to reach their country. It started it, uh, since that time. Uh, we started to do uh, door-to-door ministry. Uh, today we have also a follow-up ministry, which we uh, concentrate on the discipleship. We make sure that those people are disciples who want to know about Christ or who are eager uh, looking uh, for C- Jesus. Uh, uh, coming through knowing Christ uh, sometimes from vision or uh, through TV or uh, track or radio or different uh, ways. We're uh, reaching out for ethnic groups also. And uh, today it's interesting how God is uh, also uh, using us uh, among those uh, uh, poor refugees who are coming from uh, uh, Syria, out from Syria and out from uh, Iraq. Yeah, it's really uh, interesting. You were telling me about uh, the people that have fled from Iraq, especially into Jordan, and how they're in um, very tight quarters in the housing there in uh, Jordan. Could you describe that for us? Yes. Um, today, those uh, refugees, especially if we're talking about the Christians who flee from ISIS uh, from Iraq, uh, today they're uh, uh, in Jordan uh, finding homes uh but uh, in every apartment let's say not even homes um how many rooms uh, this uh, home care or this uh, apartment care uh, in each room you find a full family living in that room if let's say this apartment has three rooms uh they have three families even one family in the living room that's a part of uh, one one room so the situation is difficult it's hard they were threatened to be slaughtered just because uh, the name of Christ. Wow. Now, most of these people that call themselves Christian, are they, would you call them born-again Christians? Uh, no. Would they just be... Um... No, those are nominal Christians. Mm-hmm. And uh, God is uh, giving us opportunity again uh, to reach out to those people, uh, to show them uh, who is Jesus and how Jesus cares. Uh, and that's um, a part of uh, showing them we're here today helping you because uh, Jesus cared about you. Yeah, and you were to also telling me that uh, you're personally sponsoring, uh, I think it's 12 kids who, who have no way of getting education. You're actually sponsoring them in a Christian school in uh, Jordan? Yes. Um, after uh, uh, looking to those uh, uh, families, even uh, uh, after counseling and even sharing Christ with them, it was... Um, uh, always good uh, for sure because uh, the word of God will always you know refresh uh, refresh our spirit and our soul uh, but one of the things I find out that really refresh them as a family and give them opportunity to hear more and deeply I want to say uh, the word of God that when we start to take those kids and put them in a school and not any school uh, Christian schools so we can see now the family are back gathered as a uh, yes in a bad situation but uh, still uh, the, uh, but you can see uh, how their family engagement again together and with christ uh, this time 
Yeah, that has to encourage their mom and dad of all these children. How about uh, did the, is there any jobs for these people? How they how they support themselves, even though they're living together and all this? Uh, it seems like it's got to be a terrible burden to pay a rent or or feed yourself and keep yourself in clothing. Yes, uh, you know, as you know, this is still new. Uh, just a couple of months ago, they start to flee. Uh, those men, they're trying to find out um, any jobs, uh, anything uh, to make it uh, in daily basis. So basically, they're using their savings to to support themselves at the present moment. Well, the savings they paid the rent, uh, and that's uh, some of the families. We don't know; they don't know even if they are going to um, can continue after two months uh, after that or no. So uh, to stay in the house. Yes. Yeah. So that's uh, that's really we don't know how the situation uh, is going on. There's a burden on everyone. Uh, and it's uh, we're not talking about ten or a hundred, but hundreds, even thousands of families. Please pray for us uh, that yeah, we, we can. God will give us wisdom how to deal with this situation. It's not about just food or uh, or uh, you know, it's it's a it's a family a life. Mm, yes. You know? Well, Abu, thank you so much for sharing this, and uh, we'll continue this uh, discussion next week. The Lord bless you, and we certainly will be praying because. What a great opportunity to meet physical needs with the idea of sharing Christ and bringing them into the kingdom of God. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour and for your prayer and financial support over the years. This is New Year and we're trusting the Lord that he'll be able to meet our needs and to help us. And we trust that many of you will remember us in, in your will so that we can continue this broadcast into the future. This month we're offering a booklet entitled Spiritual Gifts. It's a tremendous booklet in that it uh, sort of talks about the different gifts. It actually uh, tells you where the gifts are found. It tells you, uh, gives you a description of uh, what the gifts are. And I find it to be quite a quite an exciting uh, little booklet to for those of us who have been serving for many years to just refresh and to think about how God has used us and the different gifts that we may have to be used even into the future. But it's a good handy booklet to um, understand spiritual gifts across the whole New Testament. And it's a great blessing and a great encouragement. To um, get your copy of Spiritual Gifts, write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R, 787 or in the United States at box 2010 Buffalo New York 14231 Today's message is from the Honorable Ernest C. Manning and is entitled, Faith Once Delivered. Printed copies are available upon request. Today we begin a new series of talks entitled, The Faith Which Was Once Delivered Unto the Saints. Those of you familiar with your Bibles will at once recognize that this title is taken from the third verse of the book of Jude, which reads, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you, 
that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Jude was one of the four sons born to Mary and Joseph after the miraculous virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Judas and Judah are variations of the name Jude. In fact, the derivative Judah is used instead of Jude in Mark 6.3, where the scribes, questioning Christ's supernatural wisdom and power, said, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? They, of course, believe that Joseph, Mary's husband, was also the father of Jesus, rejecting the fact that he was conceived by the Holy Ghost and was therefore literally the Son of God. Because Mary was the mother of both Jesus and Jude and his brothers and sisters, they were half-brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. Jude, recognizing that this was of no significance in comparison to the deity of Christ, does not even mention their relationship through Mary, but refers to himself only as the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, who was much more widely known in the early church than Jude. Jude, in his deep desire to see the early Jewish Christians gain a deeper understanding of what he referred to as the common salvation, applied himself diligently to the preparation of an epistle with that objective. But his intentions were set aside when the Holy Spirit directed him instead to address to the believers a strongly worded letter, exhorting them that they should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. The faith once delivered is, of course, God's written revelation of eternal truth, which we know today as the inspired books of the Old and New Testaments, or, in other words, the Bible. God willing, what I propose to do in this new series of talks is examine into the great fundamental doctrines which are the highlights of the faith which God, by the Holy Spirit, delivered unto the saints, when he caused holy men of God to speak and write the inspired scriptures, not as they chose, but as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Because God so moved to put into the possession of finite men a word-perfect revelation of his absolute and eternal truth that's forever settled in heaven, he could and does say of his finished work, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. For the prophecy, or revelation, came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That is the source from which, and the means by which, there came into our possession in written form what Jude speaks of as the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. The great highlights of that faith once delivered that I'd like to examine with you for the next several weeks include such all-important matters as the divine verbal inspiration and preservation of the infallible scriptures, the deity of Jesus Christ, the role of 
Christ's blood atonement in the reconciliation of men and women to God, Christ's literal bodily resurrection from the dead, his literal bodily ascension after his resurrection, the revelation of the gospel of grace to the Apostle Paul, the mystical body of Christ or universal church, the translation of the saints at the end of this church age, the literal future personal return of Jesus Christ to this earth to take over the management of world affairs, the literal future resurrection of the dead of all ages and their status in eternity, the coming future judgments of believers in Christ, the nations of this earth and the unbelieving dead, the coming kingdom of heaven on this earth, and finally, the promised new heaven and new earth, wherein there will be nothing that offends, and which will continue forever. Now that's a pretty formidable list of highlights, but every one of them is important to you and to your loved ones and friends, because it is your knowledge of and reaction to these great eternal truths that determines your attitude to the Bible, to God himself, and to his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Your attitude in turn influences your response to what God asks you to believe and what he asks you to do for your own good both here and in the world to come. An examination into these great revealed truths is not a theoretical religious exercise, but an intelligent and realistic act on the part of those wise enough to be interested in and concerned about their relationship with God and their eternal destiny. I hope you'll join us each week by your radio, and I hope you'll encourage your friends and acquaintances to listen. Some of you may wish to obtain the talks in manuscript form or on cassettes for group study and discussion. Manuscripts of the talks are available free of charge and postpaid on request. The talks will be available on cassettes at cost when the series is completed. Do let us hear from you if you're interested. Next week, God willing, we'll deal with the divine verbal inspiration and preservation of the infallible scriptures. Did God give a perfect written revelation of his eternal truth to mankind at some point in time past? And if so, has he preserved that perfect revelation down through the centuries to this present time? In other words, do we today have a word-perfect translation of the Bible which we can say with absolute confidence is the verbally inspired, divinely preserved, infallible and inerrant word of God? As a preliminary to our examination into what the Scriptures affirm regarding all these great cardinal doctrines of the faith which was once delivered, may I ask you to take note of what the Scriptures themselves say is the key to an intelligent understanding and acceptance of the Bible. I direct your attention to two significant statements. The first is in 1 Corinthians 2.14 and reads, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, 
because they are spiritually discerned. The second is also in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. One of the things of the Spirit of God referred to in the first of these passages is the preparation of the written revelation of divine eternal truth, which Jude calls the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. The Scriptures themselves and the human writers involved stress repeatedly that the Holy Spirit of God was the author of all Scripture. Throughout the Old Testament, you find the human writers making statements like that recorded of King David of Israel in 2 Samuel 23.2, where he says, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and His word was in my tongue. Isaiah 51.16 records God saying to the prophet, I have put my words in thy mouth. Moses prefaced numerous of his recorded statements with the words, Thus saith the Lord, thereby disclaiming the authorship of what he wrote. Even the Lord Jesus, though he was the Son of God, stressed that he conveyed the truth of God to mankind, not in his own words, but in words selected by his Father and given to him to speak. An example is his prayer to God his Father and on the last evening he spent with his disciples before his betrayal and crucifixion. In John 17, beginning at verse 6, he said in his prayer, I have manifest thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee, for I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them. You see, God himself is the author of all revealed spiritual truth. The Holy Spirit of God is the divine agent who moved holy men of God to speak and record the words of God in written form. He, in that sense, is the author of all Scripture. But the natural man, that is, the person who has not been spiritually reborn by that same Holy Spirit, cannot understand the things of the Spirit. Assessed only from the perception of his secular mind, they appear foolishness to him. The reason is the fundamental difference between the realm of the flesh and the realm of the spirit. When Christ spoke to the Jewish religious leader Nicodemus about the necessity of being spiritually reborn, Nicodemus demonstrated his inability to comprehend what Christ was talking about by his reply, How can these things be? How can a man be born when he is old? And Christ replied, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Your natural mind, Nicodemus, born of the flesh, 
cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. Those things can be comprehended only by a mind regenerated by a spiritual new birth. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. It is only when a man is spiritually reborn of the Holy Spirit that he acquires the capacity to appreciate and understand the things of the Spirit. This is why a spiritual new birth is the first requisite of those who desire to know and understand the truth of God recorded in the inspired scriptures. The authorship of those scriptures is one of the Holy Spirit's greatest works. To understand them, you need to make the personal acquaintance of their divine author. The Holy Spirit who authored the scriptures is the same Holy Spirit who brings about the spiritual new birth of those who respond to the gospel by receiving Jesus Christ into their lives as their personal Savior and Lord. Apart from the illumination of the Holy Spirit, the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Once you receive Christ as your personal Savior, and the Holy Spirit takes up His abode within you, He gives you a spiritual enlightenment and understanding that enables you to see the death of Christ on the cross in your place as the greatest of all manifestations of the power of God to save to the uttermost all who believe and in simple faith respond to the good news of the gospel. If the Bible seems to you a closed book that you cannot understand, it may well be because you are trying to comprehend it with your natural mind alone. You may be experiencing precisely what the Scriptures say you will experience, namely, that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. If that is your problem, why don't you take that wise and all-important step that results in you acquiring a new spiritual nature born of God, that has the capacity to understand and delight in the things of God, including the inspired scriptures, which were authored by the Holy Spirit, and therefore are the one inerrant revelation of eternal truth that this world possesses. My friend, God loves you. That's why Jesus Christ, His Son, died for your sins on the cross, that you might be freed from sin's penalty and reconciled to God for all eternity. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Won't you open your heart and life to Jesus Christ today and invite Him in to be your personal Savior and Lord, if you will, He will not only forgive your sins and give you the priceless gift of eternal life, He will also give you a regenerated mind that will enable you to comprehend and appreciate the inspired scriptures in a way impossible to the natural mind. May God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour. 
and for your prayer and financial support over the years. This is New Year, and we're trusting the Lord that he'll be able to meet our needs and to help us. And we trust that many of you will remember us in, in your will so that we can continue this broadcast into the future. This month, we're offering a booklet entitled Spiritual Gifts. It's a tremendous booklet in that it uh, sort of talks about uh, the different gifts. It actually uh, tells you where the gifts are found. It tells you, um, gives you a description of uh, what the gifts are. And, uh, I find it to be quite a quite an exciting little booklet to, uh, for those of us who have been serving for many years, to just refresh and to think about how God has used us and the different gifts that we may have to be used e- even into the future. But it's a good handy booklet to to understand spiritual gifts uh, across the whole New Testament, and it's a great blessing and a great encouragement uh, for the future. To um, get your copy of Spiritual Gifts, write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R787, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231.